In the middle of all things pumpkin, there's another fall favorite. It's molasses, molasses ginger, those big molassesy cookies. That's what we're making this this week. <laughs> we're making it today. Big chewy molasses cookies that are dark, that have the big sugar crystals on the outside. They're a couple tablespoons worth of cookie. They stay soft and chewy and they're unbelievably gluten-free. They have a lot of spice flavor, which you don't really get in the store. And um, you can't really find them gluten-free anyway. So we're going to get to make something that maybe you ate as a kid that you haven't been able to eat anymore. Uh, or maybe you have never tried one. So this is one of my favorite cookies. Um, although I would never say, ooh, molasses cookies are my favorite. Every time I think of, ooh, molasses and ginger cookies are amazing. So that's what we're making. Again, another amazing gluten-free bake. And I hope you are enjoying baking with me. I'm so glad to have you. I'm starting to like salivate, which is kind of sad. Pavlov's, yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, excited about making the cookies and I'm feeling hungry and they're not even made yet. <laughs> So thank you for joining me here in the kitchen again. Always an honor to have you and spend time with me. I'm so thrilled that you come back and hopefully you're learning um, great new techniques to bake gluten-free, uh, thinking about recipes you haven't thought about and getting inspired in the kitchen. That's what it's all about and getting the tools to get to where you want to be baking gluten-free. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would really help if you rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram. You'll find different bakes there. You can check out my website to chilibakes.com, www, in the middle of that, or not the middle, <laughs> at the front of that. Uh, you can check out my blog there, and all the podcast bakes are there as well. You get to see all those pictures, and that's how I decide how I'm going to bake. If I'm looking at things, I'm always looking at the picture and reading the recipes, so Hopefully you find some inspiration there and some things you can't wait to make. Okay, so we're going to start with the dry and we're going to, I'm not going to lie, there's kind of a long list of dry ingredients. And the reason that is, is because for spice cookies, if you want a really good, well-rounded spice flavor, you're going to use more than one spice. So we're using cinnamon, ginger, cloves, and allspice. In addition to that, we're going to have flour and I'm going to use a little xanthan gum to keep it chewy and also a little tapioca uh, flour for that and a little bit of sweet rice flour so that I get that chew and, um, you know, the chewy molasses taste that I want. I wasn't getting it with just the plain gluten-free flour. So I did add a little xanthan gum and I like to add some sweet rice flour for that as well. In addition, I'm adding an extra egg yolk for moistness to keep it nice and moist and a little bit of mashed sweet potato. You could use, um, I guess you could try dates. Um, sweet potato I really like cause it's, um, Unlike applesauce, which I can use in cakes, applesauce would make these cakey. I don't want cakey cookies. I want them chewy and flatter with less moisture. So that's why I'm using a little uh, mashed sweet potato. Uh, weird as it sounds, I use it in my chocolate chip cookies, and it is what makes them just so much like the regular wheat ones that you wouldn't know the difference. All right, so we're starting with the dry. I like to use cup for multi-purpose flour. The uh, flour is two and a quarter cups of gluten-free flour. And we're going to scoop and measure, as always, to level it out. One, two, and a quarter here. If I can find my quarter cup measure, there's a quarter plus uh, two tablespoons. I know that's kind of kooky, but that's what we're doing. Two tablespoons, one and two. Okay, and then we need baking soda. We're going to have two teaspoons of baking soda. Remember, baking soda is the one that gets the lumps that um, are persistent in the batter sometimes. So I'm going to crush that in my palm. I'm going to do one uh, teaspoon at a time because it's kind of a lot of baking soda. Just make sure there aren't any lumps. There's one 
and two teaspoons of baking soda. And then we're gonna do um, almost done crushing here. And it goes, there's the baking soda. I'm gonna put this behind me so I don't forget that I've added. Now I need the um, salt. Let's go with salt here. Salt is half a teaspoon. And if I could find a half a teaspoon measure, yeah. So the worst thing about spice cookies, well, is the fact that they don't last long. That's one of them. There's a half a teaspoon of salt. Uh, and the other thing is just, it's kind of a long list of dry ingredients, right? It's just a little, it's not a pain in the butt, but it's just more things than you normally have to add. And so, um, yeah, so we're at, let's see, we did flour, we did salt, we did baking soda. Now we're adding a teaspoon and a half of, where's my measurements here? Yeah, of sweet rice flour. Here's one and here's a half. So that's gonna give you a little extra chew there. Then we're adding a little bit of xanthan gum. You really have to be careful with this one because if you add too much, it gives you a weird gumminess. So this is a quarter teaspoon of this, just a little bit. One, well, I'm using an eighth teaspoon, so I need two measures of that. Now, onto the spices. We have allspice, which we're gonna do a quarter teaspoon. Allspice has such a great smell and it's not, I feel like it's not used that much. My spice cake has it also and it just gives an extra spiciness that that um, you can't get with other spices. Um, and then we're gonna do some cloves. We're doing three quarters of a teaspoon cloves. Cloves is one of those things where it's really, really strong. So this, this cake, mm, I'm not making cakes, I'm making cookies. These uh, cookies are very spicy, which is why it has three quarters of a, a teaspoon um, what am I saying, cloves? So I just put in, yeah. Okay, three quarters of a teaspoon of cloves, and then we have ginger. We're gonna do a whole teaspoon of ground ginger, give it that nice uh, spicy bite that I really like. And I've overfilled my ginger jar because I thought, oh, my, my ginger spice jar because I uh, was consolidating two of them because I don't like to have one almost empty. And yeah, it's overflowed and it's going everywhere. Okay, one teaspoon of ginger. Oh, ginger is so good. Mm. Reminds me of the holidays. And a teaspoon and a half of ground cinnamon. Would be bad if I was putting chunks of bark, which is what cinnamon is, in case you didn't know. Cinnamon is bark. There's one and oh, a half. Okay, so that's all the spices. And I think that's all the dry ingredients. But as always, it's really good to run through your dry ingredients and make sure you have everything. I do like to use my dry ingredients in my... Um, mixing bowl and then I put it somewhere else so I really try not to miss something because I'm talking to you. So normally um, maybe you don't have to do this but that whole idea of putting it either on the other side of the bowl or somewhere in a systematic way is a really good way to make sure you don't forget something and also to double check the dry. Okay so we have gluten-free flour, we have baking soda, we have salt, cinnamon, ginger, cloves, allspice, tapioca flour, mochi flour, xanthan gum, Okay, and that's all of it. So we're, we're just gonna add the spices now. And I'm gonna whisk these together because you know how I feel about sifting. Oh my gosh, it smells amazing. It's gonna give these cookies such, such an amazing, great flavor. All right, so that's our dry. We're just gonna set that aside and get started with the wet. Okay, so predictably, since I talked about not forgetting a dry ingredient, guess what I forgot? I forgot the tablespoon of tapioca starch. Oops, yeah, that that was bound to happen, right? I talked about being organized and not forgetting something. So of course I would forget that. Anyway, 
I added a tablespoon of that, and it's a good thing I didn't record it because it was in a bag, and man, if there's nothing louder on a recording, it's a plastic bag. So I'm whisking that into, and now we're on to the wet ingredients. But before we do that, turn on your oven to 375, put your rack in the middle position. I would love to tell you I didn't forget to turn on the oven, but I literally went back and added this to an earlier recording, so at least you could preheat your oven in time. Ah, every episode, seriously, every episode, ah, I'm such a dork. All right, we're heading into the wet. Uh, I should have told you this recipe came from Cook's Illustrated, one of their best recipes. It's a molasses spice cookie. Um, of course, I'm making it gluten-free, so I did a whole bunch of my crazy business, which I do to make it taste the way I want to. Um, yeah, speaking of crazy business, I am adding two teaspoons of sweet potato, and it's like, what are you doing, lady? Well, I want it to taste the way I want it, and I don't want a gluten-free cookie that's crumbly or that, you know, you make it, and then the next day it's terrible. I don't want that. I want a good cookie that stays moist. And honestly, those two teaspoons of like baked sweet potato that I'm going to mash in with the sugar, you don't notice it, but it just really keeps things moist. You know, like pumpkin bread stays moist or applesauce cake stays moist. So that's what I'm doing. So I did put two teaspoons of, I use gold sweet potato. Hang on, I need a implement to mix this. Hang on one sec. Um, yeah, and I'm just going to squish it. I just baked it and it was soft and I'm squishing it in the bottom of my pan. And then I'm gonna add my sugar and I'm just gonna mix it in and you will never know it's in there, but it will really help. It, it honestly makes a huge difference, or at least I feel like it. So it's a cup and a half of, uh, actually I'm gonna do the sugar first. Let's see, we need, let's see how much sugar we need. A half a cup of each um, granulated sugar and I was gonna say dark sugar, but that would be brown. Um, and it, you know, a cup of sugar isn't that much for cookies, but it's also getting molasses. Uh, and I'm using light brown sugar, so I figure the molasses has enough deep uh, sugary taste. And I'm gonna pack it, I'm not gonna pack it super heavy, but enough so it holds its shape. So that was the white, and I'm gonna do the brown, and I'm gonna mix in the sweet potato. It's already really finely um, smushed, so I'm just mixing into the sugar, and then I'll start with the butter. You know, sometimes we do unusual things to get what we want, right? And this is one of them. And I just wanna make sure there's no chunks. All right. That looks good. Okay, so now we're adding softened butter. I did set out a cube of softened butter and then I forgot I needed one and a half, or cube, one and a half sticks. So what you can do if you haven't softened your butter, you can put it in the microwave, which sometimes I do, or you can slice it pretty thin. I'm just using like a pretty sharp knife and I'm gonna slice it thin and you could just let it sit for a minute and it's gonna get uh, warm pretty quick and it'll uh, soften up. So you can do it that way. You can also, uh, I was gonna say nuke it or microwave it. Okay, did I say I was waiting for the butter to soften? Do you know I have no patience? I really have no patience. So I threw it in the microwave and I'm mixing it. I know, I should have some patience. I'm really, really bad at that. So, plus when I get to eat a cookie is directly uh, proportional to how, you know, how long it takes me to make it. So of course I wanna do this quicker. So I'm just, um, I'm actually using a reverse spatula to mix in the softened butter and the sugar. Mm. A little butter and sugar, that's not a bad thing. Okay, and then I'm using eggs. I'm using one large egg and one egg yolk. And I'm just gonna crack that into my hand and the egg white will go into the bowl I have. 
and the yolk goes right in there. And I'm just gonna mix those eggs in. So the last two ingredients are vanilla. In it goes, about a teaspoon of vanilla. You can kind of eyeball it and some blackstrap molasses. Oh my gosh, this jar. Okay, it gets a third of a cup. If I had it, I would spray um, the measuring cup with oil and then that molasses will slide right out, but I don't have any, so I might have to use a rubber spatula here. So it's a third of a cup of molasses. In it goes. And just make sure you scrape that out with your rubber spatula if there's a lot still in there. And we're just gonna stir that in. Mm, it smells so molasses-y. It's gonna smell like the perfect cookie as soon as we get the spices in there. All right, so we should have in here the butter, brown sugar, granulated sugar, egg and the yolk, vanilla and molasses, and of course, a little bit of sweet potato. And there's the wet. All right, so we're adding dry to wet. In this instance, I put the dry ingredients in a smaller bowl, so I'm just gonna dump it on top of the wet. And I'm gonna use my Dutch whisk, which is a really open, heavy-duty whisk for doughs to um, mix this together. And I'm not gonna mix it, I'm gonna mix it till it's combined and then I'm gonna mix it a little more because there's a little bit of um, xanthan gum and mochi flour and stuff. And I want this to be chewy. So I'm gonna mix it a little bit after when it's mixed, which sometimes you don't want the chewiness, but I do here. Oh my gosh, the sizes, yeah. Anybody know what sizes are? I don't, the spices smell so, oh my gosh, this smells so good. Okay. Sometimes with this recipe, and I don't know why, sometimes it's been wetter than others. So um, we're gonna roll these in balls and then roll like two tablespoon size balls or use a scoop, which I have is like a number 24, number 23. Um, anyway, so if it's too soft, you can add a little more flour, but because um, sometimes this dough is wetter than others. I don't know if it's the brand of molasses you use, so which is always interesting. So sometimes, actually often with these cookies, I make a tester cookie. I'm gonna chill this dough and I'm probably gonna leave it overnight because I'm not gonna, anyway, you could cook it right away, but um, I always like to, mm, I often like to chill the dough if I'm gonna roll it. So, and then I'm probably make a tester cookie and see how it is. And if it's too flat, this is with any cookie. If your cookie's too flat and it's kind of oily, especially gluten-free, depending on your gluten-free flour brand, you, sometimes you just don't know what your cookie's gonna turn out like. So before you invest an entire cookie sheet full of cookies, a tester cookie's really a great idea. And then you get to eat that one. So <laughs> anyway, so I'll probably make a tester cookie to make sure it's puffy and soft, but chewy and not um, not too flat. So I'm just, I'm still mixed in the dry here, but I started yammering at you. So hang on, let's keep mixing. All right. All right, it's all mixed and I'm just gonna keep mixing it a little bit. And it's actually pretty soft. So I'm thinking maybe I need to add a little more flour because I don't think I could roll these. 
Okay, so I did add two tablespoons of flour. It was a little soft. I am not going to chill them today, but I often do because this is a good stopping point making cookies. You can make the dough the night before and then scoop them when you have time during the day, and it's a really quick thing. So, you know, with gluten-free flour, they're all made of different blends, so sometimes they act a little differently. You may have to adjust things a little bit, so um, you know, just be mindful of that. Um, making a tester cookie is a really great idea. Okay, so we're gonna scoop cookies. I have a big scoop here. It's about two and a half tablespoons, which is what I'm using. Uh, you could use spoons like a tablespoon, or you could make them whatever size you want. You just have to adjust the time they cook. So we're gonna scoop it. It's pretty soft dough, but it's definitely workable. And then I'm just gonna dump it right into a bowl that I'm filling with sugar. I have big sanding sugar. I don't know if it's called sanding sugar. It's like decoration sugar. So that's what I'm using um, to coat the cookie with. And we're just gonna roll it around in there. It's pretty soft, but it still should work nicely. And you want the cookies at least like three inches apart because they, they can spread a lot. And I'm using parchment paper. You could use silicone um, because I have sugar. Sorry, I'm coughing because I was eating the sugar. <laughs> Um, because they have sugar covered on them, a covering on them, they can burn on the cookie sheet. That's why I'm going to use parchment. You could use silicone or you don't have to use anything, but you might have to clean it in between so it doesn't burn on there. So, um, my oven is almost ready. Of course, not quite because I didn't preheat in the end time. So let's see, those were my tips. Uh, a big scoop. You want them big so they, oh, and baking. Let's talk about baking these. You're not going to bake these cookies till they look like they're done you're gonna bake them till they're puffy. So you want them to be, look a little bit underbaked. Um, <clears throat> so let's see, the center is still gonna be soft. The outside will be set, um, but the inside will still be soft and puffy. And then that's what keeps it chewy. So if you cook it too long, what you end up with is a crispier cookie or a drier cookie. And I, I'm not going for that. If you want it, you could definitely cook it till it's crispy or cook it till it's drier. But I want a big soft cookie. And in order to do that, I have to underbake it a little bit. So I'm going to pull them out when they're soft and puffy. The oven's ready and in they go. They're going to go in for 11 to 13 minutes. Of course, I will peek on them a little before 11 to 13 minutes. That's when they're expected to be done. But I haven't made these in my oven yet. So many of my bakes, I've made them years ago, but not in this oven. So I'm gonna be conservative because I'd rather overcheck than, than overbake. Okay, so 11 minutes is up. We're almost done. We'll turn on off. The uh, outside of the cookies is set. The inside is puffed and when I take it out, it sort of sinks in. Um, the sugar looks beautiful. I have some really big sugar crystals on there and they smell incredibly molassesy. So they're so soft that you can't really take them off the sheet yet. So what we're gonna do is just wait about five minutes and then we're gonna put them on a rack to cool because if you try to take them off too early, they're just gonna sink into the rack and be a mess. So we don't want that. Okay guys, here's the moment of truth. We get to taste one of these. Oh, they're big, uh, they're soft in the middle. They have nice crisp edges with sugar on them. Mm. Why do I always take such a big bite? Mm. Mm. A lot of molasses flavor. They're chewy. They're sweet. They have crunchy sugar on the outside. Oh my gosh, they're amazingly good. Everything I want in a ginger molasses cookie. I'm super excited you got to be here with me today to try these. Um, I hope you make them on your own. Oh my gosh. I was going to make a half batch and I thought, you know, 
if I make a half batch, they're going to disappear way too quickly. So, so I made a whole batch. Uh, but it probably only makes about 12 giant cookies. So, oh my gosh, I just saw a yellow jacket in the house. And I'm going to take him outside before he tries to eat my cookie. So... Um, thanks again for joining me today. Our next bake is November 6th. I'm making pecan pie. Now, there are, I think people like pecan pie, but the last time I had one in the store, it was just terrible. It was pecans and sugar. Literally, there was no other flavor. And a pecan pie can be so much better, gluten-free or anything. So I have a really good filling for pecan pie. You'll want to use it for Thanksgiving. Anybody who loves pecan pie will be thrilled to have this. So I'm super excited for having you here Um Thanks again for being with me and hanging out in the kitchen, and I hope you're having fun baking, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.